This is Liam Hendricks and you're watching Crosstown Crosstalk on the Barroom Network. Some may find the following disturbing. Discretion is advised. Every summer in Chicago, the sunshine spotlights the city's spectacular skyline. It's luxurious lakeshore marvelous monuments, and the over 200 neighborhoods in the city. And it also brings to light two of the greatest sports franchises in the world. On the north side, it's the Cubs. On the south side, it's the White Sox. This is Crosstown Crosstalk. Hello and welcome to another very exciting episode of Crosstown Crosstalk presented by the Barroom Network. My name is Vinny Parisi and I'm super stoked to be here with you today coming at you live from the great state of Wisconsin. I'm up north a couple more days, be back home soon in Chicago. I know it's cold in both places so it doesn't really matter in that aspect. It's not like I'm going from warm to cold or cold to warm. It's cold everywhere I'll be so Hopefully, I'm here to warm up some people's days if you're in the cold as well as I am. I'm very excited to welcome to the show, full-time co-host basically at this point, my good friend, Joseph Mandel. Joe, how What's you doing? Up, Benny? How you doing? How you doing? Good, man. What's the good word? Not much. We named the show Football Heaven. You named the show Football Heaven. Clever yes. name. Love it. Thank you. We got to talk about one thing before we get into football, though. And I, uh, Yeah, there's some big – I'm assuming we're talking – baseball chicago news right yes 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 and i kind of wanted to like not say anything because i wanted it to be as raw as i possibly could get from you um i'm sure you had it in the back of your head a little bit but yeah the chicago white Sox. the plan is to leave guaranteed rate field um over the summer we heard some complete bs and i believe we had south burbs hitman that night i want i want to say yes, it was a monday yeah it was a monday and within within that three week span, they had fired Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams. Uh, Tim Anderson got his ass beat by Jose Ramirez. Someone got shot by a bullet in the stadium accidentally. We think still haven't heard much about that since it's been like five months. Um, there was another big thing, not including the whole Nashville thing. There was another. Oh, they absolutely got their shit canned by the Chicago Cubs and they blew the ninth inning lead. I know that was, that was a big issue. And cause you don't lose to the Cubs if you're the White Sox. I don't care what you're, you don't lose to the right. Cubs. Um, yeah, but they do lose to the Cubs when they're bad. So they do do, but you know, there was the rumor that Reinsdorf was going to leave, um, Chicago Nashville, right? or Nashville. Okay. And, oh, he met with, uh, people in Nashville when I forget why, why he was, Oh, something was in Nashville and he, he met with the mayor or something and mm-hmm. people are like, dude, what are you doing? And so people are curious, are the white Sox going to leave? No, they're not going to leave. The Chicago white Sox ain't going anywhere, but they might be leaving guaranteed Ray field after a new report that says they're looking to go to the South loop to build a new stadium. What are your thoughts? 
<sighs> man, it's well, I don't understand what the difference is, really. I mean, I get it. The South Loop has got a little bit more stuff going on, but it's like you have your your history, your team history on 35th and Shields. I don't necessarily understand what the heck Jerry's doing. Um, I think if you're going to relocate, why relocate? Like, there's a million better places in the South Loop. I think we could all agree on that. Um, I'd much rather see them stay where they're at. There's too much pride, too much history on 35th and Shields. Anything, anything, any move besides the South Suburbs, and and that's not just because our show is called South Burbs Hitmen, uh, that would certainly fit into our narrative a little bit better if that were the case. But uh, Even though none of us are near it anymore. I know. I used to be. Not anymore. Yeah. Um, Southwest, Southwestern Michigan. <laughs> There's still the South, South side, South side, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh. Sure. Um, I agree. I love guaranteed rate field. I know people crap on it. I, I love it. When I walk in that park, I look up and I go, this is why I love the White Sox. Like I, I and you know, fans from other teams, they come and they'll rank it like the 16th or 17th best park. If they go to every stadium, everybody thinks it's like a middle of the pack generic stadium. It doesn't suck. You don't go there and get annoyed. Like if you were to go to, you know, Oakland Coliseum or anything like it, it doesn't smell. It actually smells quite delightful when you it walk in. The delicious. Yeah. Um, the food is outstanding, which I assume all that would transfer. I, I do believe hope. that is something sure that, yeah, a little, exactly. a little more complicated than that, I would imagine. Yeah, I, I, you're, you're probably right. It's not you don't just bring the smell of grilled onions. I would have that in my house when people walk in if it were that easy. Um, but I just it it is a cool place, guaranteed Rayfield. I, I know there's not really much unique about it other than the scoreboard in terms of the dimensions of the field. There's nothing unique about it, like at Fenway or at Yankee Stadium with the short porch or Wrigley Field with the basket and the ivy. Like there, there's nothing crazy. You know, there are lots of stadiums that have a ton of foul territory. It is a generic baseball field in every way, but I love it. It has this, it has this sense of like hugeness when you walk in. I don't know why. I, I just I I love going to Guaranteed Rayfield. If they moved, I'd be sad. If they moved to the South Loop, they just had better make sure that home plate is on the side closest to the lake. Because if they don't put buildings in the background, I will be very upset. If you look out to the center field wall and see the lake which I don't think you would even see the lake. You would just see the sky. I will be very annoyed. If you turn up and you look at the outfield wall and you see the Sears Tower and this tower and that tower and all that, and kind of like Pittsburgh, then I would think it's awesome. Even when you go to Wrigley Field, if you're looking out towards the outfield, you can see a ton of buildings, and it is just awesome. But I think the uh, the best example of it is Pittsburgh. But- I was just about to say, Pittsburgh has got the, the epitome of the best view in sports. Yes, I think so, too. Um, but the White Sox could rival it if they do it right. Um, but I still think I would choose I guess, I still think I would choose guaranteed rate field. But it just doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. It seems yeah. like they're going. Yeah, um, it's going to take me a while to come to terms with it, Vin. But I, I, it's unfortunate. Unless something drastically changes, uh, I think you're probably right. But I mean, the only thing is, it's they just gotta they gotta do it right if they are gonna do it. If you're gonna do it, you better you better go to the nines if you're gonna do it. And one thing, Vin, I'm just say I'll leave it at this. 
but it shouldn't be taxpayer money again if that's what Vinny, if that's what Vinny, if, that, if that's what the jury decides to do. Unless you want to jump in on the deal with Jerry, but uh, I don't know. It's it, they they better pick up the bill or or have not the taxpayers do it because it's going to be a, it's not going to be cheap. That's for sure. Yeah, it's not going to be cheap at all. And you know what? If you make that move and you put a loser on the field, I just I don't see the point. I don't see the point. Like if you're going to build this new state of the art stadium, we're talking possibly billions of dollars like looking up at a retractable roof seeing the skyline that they could potentially do i don't know if they'll do a retractable roof i would that way you play oh, you'll, you'll recoup the cost yeah rain outs and all that stuff that's true yeah that's true um i <laughs> i think a lot of money would go into it a lot of time a lot of effort and then you throw this monstrosity on the field like what's the point Stay at gain, guaranteed right field. Yeah, they don't even have a right fielder yet, man. They don't have a lot of things. Tim Anderson's still available, but we're gonna run out Nikki Lopez. Um, it's oh. it's a shit show. It's not fun times to be a White Sox fan, but hopefully that doesn't last forever. You know what? It is a fun time to be a football fan. Yeah, it is a fun time to be a football fan. I will say, five of the six games over this last weekend stunk. Um, Joe, you did Great. a marvelous job predicting the games. You I, did. I got them almost all wrong. You got. Uh, you did. Yeah. You picked Houston. You I did picked. Not. I picked Cleveland. You picked Cleveland. Yeah. Oh, I thought you picked I, Houston. I, I started over three. Then. Me too. Oh no. Did you pick Kansas City? Nope. Oh, then you know what, Joe? You stunk. Aldo did good then. Yeah, I think it was Aldo that did good. Which is the least shocking thing of all time because the man's a genius. And Aldo picked Green Bay too, didn't he? He did. I think he did. Wait, did he? I don't remember. I think he did. I don't remember. I remember saying Jordan loves elite. And that he was elite in that he game. He certainly looked elite against Dallas. That's yeah. Funny. And yesterday, which I'm not going to spoil any picks yet because I'll make my picks again with you. Um, I... I'm annoyed with the Green Bay Packers, to be honest with you. They are where they are. They they deserve it. I'm not like – I'm kind of treating it like I treat the White Sox. Like the Cubs are better right now. The Packers are – the Packers are always better. There's debate. Yeah. There's good debate with the Cubs and the White Sox. The Cubs are no perfect franchise. The White Sox have a winning record against them all time. They have a winning record against them in the last 10 years. It's, it's a little more even on that front. The Packers and Bears. It is not close. Matt LeFleur is 10-0 against the Chicago Bears. Um, but what do you take away from, you know, if you have any immediate thoughts on what you saw on the super wild card weekend? Um, Cleveland Browns really let me down, Vin. I had them as my Super Bowl pick. That's Clearly it didn't work out. Uh, C.J. Stroud is who everyone was hoping he would be, and he's just unbelievable. Oh, the the Lions won a playoff game for the first time in many moons, and uh, the defense looks drastically improved from how it's been to end the season. Uh, I'm I'm horrified that the Kansas City Chiefs defense is so good that Patrick Mahomes could potentially get back to the Super Bowl again because I'm so over watching them play in the Super Bowl. I, I want Buffalo to beat the snot out of them. It probably won't happen, but that's what I want. 
uh, frustrating how good uh, they are. Buffalo looked amazing against Pittsburgh, but I don't know if it's because Pittsburgh was that inept or if Buffalo was that good. Probably a combination of the two. The Buccaneers, man, that they, like I, that's one game I finally got right. I, they beat the snot out of the Philadelphia Eagles, who just totally collapsed beyond beyond belief. Um, heck, that's gonna be a heck of a game. I, it's it's not a pretty game on paper, but Detroit Buccaneers. We'll talk about it in a bit, but uh, that could be a fun one. Green Bay. I, I can't see them even lifting a feather to the 49ers. I hope I'm wrong because I'd love to see a hell of a game there, but I feel like it's going to be another beatdown. Takeaways, Vin, is I still don't know who's going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, there's, I mean, of course, the Ravens look really good. Mark Andrews is back at practice, ready to rock and roll, so that's a big difference for them. I just went on a long ramble talking about a bunch of different teams, but long story short, it's beautiful time for some football. It is a beautiful time for some football, Joe. I echo a lot of the things you're saying. The Chiefs, they, they're good. They're ready to, I mean, they kind of remind me, and I remember, um, it was a couple years ago, someone asked me, hey, have the Chiefs ever won the Super Bowl? And I was, and I remember, I was like, yeah, they won Super Bowl two, I'm pretty sure, Super Bowl three. Yeah. They beat, they beat Green Bay, I want to say, in Super Bowl two or three. And they haven't won since. So they really mm-hmm. nobody nobody living has seen them as an adult. And it's it's one of those things I, I remember being like, but be careful what you wish for. You're gonna be tired of them in five years. Yep. And here we are. People happened, are starting yeah. to get tired of them. I I am cool with them winning and Patrick Mahomes being the baby goat. If he starts to creep near seven though. Like in an oddball world, if he starts to creep near seven Super Bowls, I'll start rooting against them because like nobody touches Tom in my brain. Yeah, but I, I do think there's a world where if he wins six Super Bowls and he breaks all of Tom Brady's passing records and all that, then he probably will be proclaimed as the goat. I'm fully aware and ready to admit truth, but mm-hmm. I mean they are they are dangerous. They're nine and zero when they score twenty one points. Is that the stat I saw? So, I so that defense is is elite. It's the best defense Mahomes has had. It's it not is. particularly close. Listen, the only thing holding them back, Vin, is that their receivers. If Rasheed Rice can do what he did last weekend, the rest of the playoffs, the Chiefs are probably going to win it all. Can that happen every week? Probably not. No, but is Mahomes so good that he finds a way? Like I just, it's the quietest eleven and six season I've ever seen, and they won the last two games of the season to you know be the division champions again. It's just, it's one of those things. Like people are, I think there's Mahomes fatigue that pe- it makes people yeah. forget how good. And it, they went through this with Tom Brady. They'd lose to the Dolphins in September, and you'd hear Trent Dilfer the next morning talk about how the Patriots they're just no good anymore. And Tom Brady's over the hill, and he sucks. And he's like 39 years old at this point. It's like, dude, he's gonna win three more Super Bowls after this. Like, and he ended up doing it. And I just I I get such similar vibes with Patrick Mahomes, who might even be a more athletic, physically gifted player than Tom Brady was. This is true and scary. You know, and Travis Kelsey has to wake up at some point too. I'm sure that that beast will wake up at some point. This this game this weekend is is certainly going to be 
must-watch television. It's about as good as it gets. You get Buffalo, Kansas City, Sunday night in Buffalo. Mahomey on the roadie. They, they really are a good team, Buffalo. It's the first time in the Patrick Mahomes era that they're playing a road playoff game. Super Bowls are neutral sites and every other playoff game they've ever hosted. Um, and that includes the year where they beat Tom Brady and the Patriots, or they lost to Tom Brady and the Patriots in the AFC title game. That was in Kansas City at Arrowhead. Yeah. And it's just, it's a scary, scary thing. Buffalo, Kansas City might be the premier playoff matchup right now. It, it is kind of reminiscent of Brady versus Manning. The last time they played in the playoffs, it was a classic. And it was one of the best football games I ever watched. So I am genuinely excited for this upcoming game. Yeah, and, and, I, and I, want, I don't want to sleep on any of these games, Vin, because there's not really a bad game all weekend. I mean, a sleeper game is, is Ravens-Texans because, like, I think we all know what the Texans can be and we know what the Ravens are. But if the Ravens play to their top tier and the Texans play to their top tier, there's no saying that this couldn't be another classic as well. I agree. And both quarterbacks, you can argue, are top five at this point. I know C.J. Stroud might have to prove himself a little more to some people, but I'm I'm looking at it like, okay, Mahomes was really good in his first year, and he en- it ended up like sticking. I mean, who is really, really good to start off as good as Stroud has been and then just starts to suck with no injury or anything like that. It really doesn't happen. Like Robert Griffin the third would comes to mind, but like he got hurt and yeah. he wasn't the same after that. Like it's very rare that a guy who has such high pedigree to be a number two overall pick should have been the number one overall pick in hindsight. Um, which we'll see how Bryce Young does in his young NFL career. I still think there's a chance for him to be a good player. But I don't know. I, I this is a scary one. There, I I have a bad feeling about it. I we're not going to make our picks till the end, but I, I have a scary odd feeling about this game. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it. That's for sure. Absolutely. All right, let's get to it. We'll talk NFC North division rivals. This used to be the NFC North barroom. Um, I remember yeah. those days. That's what it was when I first followed the account on Twitter. Who, it was, who would who would think, Finn, that both NFC divisional playoff games feature teams from the NFC North. I know the division was better this year than I do think people will ever give it credit for because the Vikings weren't terrible. If Kirk cousins made like, didn't get hurt. I think they probably could have been a playoff team and it might've not even kept green Bay out. Um, I think all three of them could have made it. And the bears were only two games worse than green Bay in terms of wins and losses. Now I know they're not close to green Bay or Detroit, but like, a couple bounces go their way. They're in the playoffs. They probably get smoked in the first round, but I I think there's a world where they make playoffs. If the Denver game doesn't finish the way it did, or if they don't blow that lead to the Browns, or if they, you know, there was a couple games that they could have won that they probably should have won the the Tampa Bay game. How'd they lose that in week two? Like it, it just was all sorts of crazy throughout the season. And the NFC North is better than we thought. Now two of the teams are in, the division round. So the Lions, they're going to play the Buccaneers, who I think when we did our show for the fantasy football draft here at the Barroom Network, 
Yeah. I brought up that they were going to be the worst team in the league, and every single person in there like agreed with me or thought they'd be like amongst the worst teams in the league when we kind of had like a round table about it. Yeah, we did. We said the same thing about um oh, who's the other team that we said was gonna stink that didn't stink? Green Bay. Uh I'm sure it'll come back to me. I think we said the Houston Texans were one of the worst teams. Oh yeah. Ball. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> Here we are. Here we Luke are. Ryan's hell of a coach, man. He really is, and it's probably the best, one of the best rookie coach, rookie quarterback uh, duos I've ever seen. Um, but I'm excited with Detroit and Tampa Bay, though. Baker Mayfield two and one in the playoffs, a passer rating, or yeah, a passer rating over a hundred. I think like 120. He's is a what dog. It is. He's been a dog in the playoffs. There's no doubt about it. Um, didn't work out in Cleveland. They when. Tom Brady retired. I'm relating every team to Tom Brady, but they all make sense. I don't mean to be doing that, even though I love Tom. Um, when he retired, instead of going and drafting a quarterback, they were like, oh, you know, he gave us a Super Bowl. Let's let's see what Baker Mayfield can do. And they bring him in, and he's been everything they've needed and more, honestly, than they probably would have even guessed. And now they're going to Detroit, who has all this momentum after beating their old guy. And that should be another sensational game as well. Yeah, I um, listen. I, I I moved. I'm a Michigan man now, right? So, so like I kind of like fell in love with Dan Campbell. And I'm I'm not saying I'm a Lions fan. No, but it's really, hard not to like Dan Campbell. And I really like what I've seen out of the Bucks and how gritty they are, and Mike Evans and Baker, and they just find a way to get it done. It, they're two similarly gritty teams uh, i would say that the, the lions get the edge here because i believe their defense is, is is slightly better and they got more explosiveness on the offense but i will say rashad white has been the unsung hero of these buccaneers um, just a guy that finds a way to get it done over and over and over um, i think it's gonna be closer than people say but i one thing that needs to be said though is that this game i think is probably coming down to the fourth quarter just like last week that's very true. I do think I do think the Lions could, like in theory, go very far. I do think winning close games is going to kind of be their mojo, though. Like, the, you know, they they have a good offense. They don't have like an explosive quarterback, but they have a good quarterback. I think Jared Goff is perfectly capable, but he's not he's not a Mahomes or a Stroud or a, a Lamar that I think will just kind of take over and help you win by thirty. But yeah. then again, if the Buccaneers, if they don't show up and they haven't been that good on the road, I guess the Lions, because they're just a better roster, could kind of destroy them a little bit. They could. The Buccaneers did only beat Carolina by three, and it was without scoring a touchdown or mm -hmm. something. I think that was week 17. It's so, all that momentum, though, man. That stuff all yep. plays, and both of these teams are riding high. So going to be a fun one. I, I can't wait to see what happens. I tell you one thing. Could you imagine if it was if it was the Lions versus the Texans in the Super Bowl? No, <laughs> I Me couldn't. Either. I couldn't imagine it at the beginning of the season. But I guess if it happened now, it would be like, you know, two division winners met in the poetry. Super Bowl. Like, you know, that happens all the time. Two division winners meeting in the Super Bowl. Um, we could make our picks starting now. Um, 
let's okay. go let's go through the ones that we already talked about because I don't want to talk about that last game without making our picks. Um, what do you think is going to happen between the Kansas City Chefs and the Buffalo Beals? Oh man, both teams have been playing really great ball, and they both been playing really solid defense. The Chiefs' defense has been so, 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 so good. But they also haven't placed the, played against a guy like Josh Allen, who's been really explosive as of late. They're going to need to contain him, just like other teams need to contain Mahomes. I just feel like Buffalo is going to edge it out in the end, maybe by a field goal. It's going to be something close, maybe a pick six or something to seal it. And I'm sick of Mahomes, so... I, I wouldn't. I'm not going to be mad either way, but I would love to see Buffalo take this one home. So I'm going to take Buffalo. He's taking Buffalo. I'm going Kansas City. Yeah, and I probably would. I, I I just I did on bar down, and I I slept on it again, and I I can't change it. I I kind of want the Bills to win. I think it'd be fun if, and I know if the Bills made it to the Super Bowl, everyone going to the party I'm going to for the Super Bowl would bring chicken wings. It would be a buffalo themed party, which just sounds There's nothing wrong with that. No, that sounds absolutely incredible. I think that would be I think if the Bills played the Bears in the Super Bowl, that would be the best food matchup. Yeah. Like if you just brought Tavern and Wings to the Super Bowl party and then Chicago versus Buffalo. And, and Vin, if we're talking food that's left in here, because you know inevitably like the, the mayors of both of these towns that make the Super Bowl have some sort of food bet. Yeah, and who's got who's got the best food left here on on here? I think this game has the two best. Well, currently, yeah, but potential Super Bowl matchups with governor or or mayor bets like food bets like they used to do. It's I haven't been to Tampa Bay or San Francisco. I've been to Wisconsin and Michigan. I I would put Detroit style pizza like in a strong third place which is yeah. really, really good. I think it's amazing. It's right below Chicago and New York. And I think there's a time and a place where I'd rather I would take it number one. Yeah. Um, and then Houston's probably in the mix from the AFC. But I think from the AFC, you got the two food warriors right here, Kansas City and yeah. Buffalo, with the Kansas City barbecue and then Buffalo. Um, with them wings. The wings. Last year when Kansas City played Philly, I made sliders – and I made like 20 fi- uh, flavors for each team. It was like 40 sliders. It was a Holy decently crap. sized, it was a decently sized Super Bowl party. Um, half of them were Philly cheese steak and half of them were Kansas City barbecue. And it was a hit of an idea. I, I don't know. I don't know if we'll have that kind of matchup again. May- maybe Green Bay too, just because like you could do all sorts of awesome things with cheese. Oh, yeah. And there's, you know, the food in Wisconsin is. It's not like gourmet, like if you go to like a big city like Los Angeles or Chicago, but but it's you, delicious. You could get some really good snacky type food here in Wisconsin, like appetizers, just dummy Love with it. cheese. Um, so I would say Green Bay Buffalo would be my food matchup, or Detroit, wow. or Detroit Buffalo. Yeah, but I think, I think the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to win. Yeah, it's Detroit Buffalo or Detroit Kansas City for me in terms of best food. But yeah, um, if only Philly be- won. Right, right. <laughs> All right, so we made our picks on KC Buffalo. Let's dive into the next matchup, Vin and, and Houston against Baltimore. Oh, Joe, Joe, Joe. I picked Baltimore on bar down. 
I'm not going to flip. I'm going to pick the Baltimore Ravens to win this game, but I'm not confident. I'm not confident whatsoever. Now, Lamar, elite player. Regardless of what happens in this game, it's not going to ruin anything I feel about Lamar. It's not like a legacy game for him in any way, shape, or form. Kind of like the Dallas game was a mm-hmm. – I don't know if I would call it a legacy game for Dak Prescott, but it hurt his stock to get beat that bad by the Green Bay Packers as the home seed that was dominant all year. I don't feel that way about Lamar because C.J. Stroud, his opponent, is just as good. And it wouldn't shock me if he made the last play of the game. But I'm, I'm picking the Ravens just because I do think their overall roster is better. And that's the tiebreaker here for me. I, they probably have the best overall roster in the NFL um, because – there's very few holes on the team and they have an elite quarterback. There's another team we'll mm-hmm. talk about in a couple minutes that, you know, they have an elite roster all around, but I have question marks at the quarterback position. Um, not that he's bad or anything like that, but like I would probably rank them last in the, all the playoffs remain. I don't know about that. Um, but Baltimore Lamar, Good coach, strong, strong weapons around him for not the first time mm-hmm. in his career, but the, definitely the best group around him in his career. Yeah, um, I got Baltimore. Yeah, it's it's a it's a complicated pick for this game, Vin, because you get the double edged sword because Buffalo or Baltimore has been sitting there. Not to say that taking a week week off is going to kill you, but I definitely think they're going to come. You know, a few they're going to come off a little soft in in the first couple minutes of this game, and I think if if Houston comes off the ball and, and comes striking hot, they could certainly take this game away. Uh, but Baltimore certainly has the better defense; it's not particularly close. Although Houston has really overperformed defensively, uh, especially in that game against Joe Flacco. I mean, that defense watched a crap ton of tape, and it really showed. Uh, with that said, I think I still got to take Baltimore, although I'm not overly confident, like Vinny said. Um, I hope Houston wins it, but everything about the defense tells me that Baltimore is going to take it. So I'll take Baltimore as well. Very fair, Joe. It's a good pick. It's a very good pick. All right, so we got um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up against the Detroit Lions, your Lions, the brand New Lions. That's right. Make your pick. The kneecap biters. Uh, the Dan, the man, Campbell, Laporta, Sapota. Living the dream. I, I got to take the Lions here. Um, again, just been solid all year long. That offense gets it going. Jared Goff looks like a man on a mission. Jameer Gibbs is kind of that piece that puts them over the top. Jamerson Williams starting to perform. All the other wide receivers are are doing their part alongside Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, Laporta is just ridiculous playing through injury, looking like nothing ever happened to him. This David Montgomery, they just got so many ways they could beat you. No disrespect to the Buccaneers. I'm sure it'll be a, a good game, but I think uh, Detroit is on the ride of destiny. Very fair. We agree. I'm going to take MCDC and the uh, Detroit Lions. I just have enjoyed the way he's coached all season long. Jared Goff. Jared Goff's been to a Super Bowl, right? Like he's a, he's a quarterback that you can win games with. He's, he's modern day Alex Smith. He is. And Alex Smith got, you know, pretty far in his career. He was a good player. He played. He was a backup in a Super Bowl. He started that season. 
And then I believe they got to the AFC Championship game with Alex Smith and then lost to the Patriots, if I remember correctly. I don't, mm-hmm. it's a little fuzzy. But, you know, I think Jared Goff and the Lions, they have a lot. You mentioned all the playmakers that they have. I'm a big fan of David Montgomery. Uh, you know, I'm not necessarily a fan of overpaying a running back because I think a lot of running backs hit the ground running when they reach the NFL more than yeah. any other position by far. And so, you know, I'm not mad at the. That's one thing I'm not mad at the Bears for. But he is there in Detroit, and they've used him well. They've used him smartly. And yeah, I, and Tampa Bay, good story, fun team all year. But this is kind of where I see the magic running out for them. I am fully aligned, Vin. I'm looking. I'm hoping it's a good game though, because I was sick of blowouts last weekend. Me too. I hope all all four games are really, really close. For sure, I really do. All right, Joe. The San Francisco 49ers hosting the Green Bay Packers. It's again. I didn't think it was going to be particularly close in the Dallas game. I thought Dallas was just going to blow them out, and they actually got blown out. This time. It will be a, a blowout by San Francisco. They are far superior. Their offense is better. Their defense is better. They have better pass rush. Jordan Love is not going to have all the time in the world in the pocket. Dallas gave him way too much time to throw the ball. The 49ers, they made upgrades at the trade deadline so they could have big games in these scenarios. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, has looked Better since that one bad game. He's been pretty solid all year long. MVP candidate. Debo Samuel. Brandon Ayuk. Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I don't know. George Kittle. Just another just boom, boom, boom. All these superstars. Give me the 49ers. They're taking on the Lions next week. And that's going to be a game. I hope you're right so bad. I hope you're right so bad. But honestly... Uh, <laughs> I did it on bar down and Frankie was stunned. He was just stunned. I took Green Bay. I took Green Bay. Wow. I wow. think Give the, me some logic I there. think the Packers are going to win because the 49ers biggest strength on defense is their pass rush. It's incredible. Um they have some really really good players on that side of the ball. But the Packers biggest strength is their offensive line. And they give Jordan Love. It's not an accident that Dallas couldn't get to him. Now, could Dallas have been better? Absolutely. They were basically completely inept. I don't think San Francisco is going to be completely inept. But I think Green Bay has what it takes to slow them down and give Jordan Love at least a little bit of time. My issue is this. And I call it an issue because I'm a Chicago Bears fan that hopes the 49ers win this game by 50. The Green Bay Packers are the best first quarter team in the NFL. They get out there and they score early. Part of what makes Brock Purdy so great is getting in front and making no mistakes from that point on. When the pressure, when the heat gets cooked or turned up a little bit on Brock Purdy, we've seen him fold. So I, I watch, I watch this game in my head and I see that if Green Bay scores first, and they're up 7 nothing, like in the blink of an eye. I don't know how Brock Purdy handles that in the playoffs. I just – I don't – I don't love – that. I don't see how things go for him 
if he has to like have a little pressure and play from behind and where I think this Buffalo Kansas City game whoever goes up 14 nothing could easily still lose. Sure. I don't I don't feel that way about this Green Bay San Francisco game. We have to make a pick cuz we're on this show and we're in the business of making picks and putting our opinions out there. But my real opinion is whoever scores first is who I think is going to win the game. Wow. If San Francisco scores first, I'm going to throw in the towel on my Green Bay pick. But Ooh, That's interesting, Vin. But I really think whoever scores first is going to kind of run away with it even a little bit. I just I, – I like Brock Purdy. I really do. I think he's a top five quarterback in the NFC. Like he, he gets the job done. He's like Jared Goff. He just doesn't move the needle for me the way he moves the needle for some other people. And like, I understand everybody wants him to be good. He's Mr. Irrelevant. It's a great story. He's proving that, Hey, if you're in high school right now and you make a college roster and you find your way starting, you could play in the NFL. There don't, don't ever give up. Brock Purdy is a shiny example of that. Oh yeah. I, I just, I love what I've seen from Jordan love. No pun intended. And I hate that I love I hate that I love it. I love it in terms of football, not what team he plays for. Because Green Bay did it again. I, I know some people want to see more. I even want to see more. I get that. But we're on the precipice of Green Bay having 40 plus years of quarterback dominance. And it's a disgusting, nasty shame. And I hate it. And I'm miserable. And I despise it. But I, I just I see a world and you know what? Green Bay's pissed too. They don't have a lot of players left over from the team that lost to San Francisco with the Robbie Gold kick, but uh, they they all play for each other. They play for Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers. He's a scumbag, right? Nobody likes him. Matt Lafleur is running his offense for the first time in his career as a coach because Aaron Rodgers didn't want to completely abide by his offense. He had his own way of doing things. And Lafleur just kind of was like, okay, you're one of the goats. We'll do what you say. Um, you're seeing you're seeing how much Lafleur is a product of Kyle Shanahan, who he's going against in this game. I just I got I got all wound up in this Green Bay stuff. I think I think they're going to put on a show. I hope I'm wrong. Please be wrong. I hope it's a great game. I hope you're right, and then it uh, goes down I, to the wire. I don't. I don't. I hope San Francisco. I hope it's over at halftime. You hope they beat the snot out of them? I hope San Francisco is winning 34-2 to two at halftime. I mean, I think either way, it would be, it'd be entertaining matchups next week. If that's yeah. saying the Lions win, you get Lions-Niners or Lions-Green Bay. I mean, there's storylines both places. And same could be said for both games in the AFC. So sign me up. Yeah, I agree. Well, out of every game, which one do you consider the most compelling? If you're not – ignore all biases. You're not a Chicago Bears fan. You're you're Roger Goodell's one-hand man right now. What is the most compelling it's, game? It's Kansas City-Buffalo because the last time they played, it was an all-time classic in the playoffs. So Yes. And, and you know what? They've played each other in the regular season too, and those games are sick. Like I, the Buffalo got the last one in the regular season, I think, last yeah. year or the year before. There was the game where Von Miller had the forced fumble in the final quarter of the final drive of the game, I think it was, and Buffalo took over on downs and won. I think that's how it went. Um, some of them blend together a little bit, but you know what? Also, Joe, all-time jersey matchup. 
when Buffalo yeah. plays Kansas City. I legitimately oh, think yeah. it's an all-time jersey matchup. Buffalo will probably be wearing their blues, and Kansas City will have the white jerseys with the red numbers and the red pants, red helmets. Um, I'm excited. I'm absolutely stoked. Love it, man. I'm, I'm all in. I think all the games are going to be great. Like we said, football heaven, no pun intended. We're not that far from the Super Bowl. We got, of course, a couple, well, actually three weeks because you have that week in between. Absolutely. And where do people need to come to preview Championship Sunday next Thursday? Well, you can always tune in to Crosstown Crosstalk every Thursday on the Barroom Network, usually around 11 a.m. Central. Of course, you got Dan and Aldo talking football. You got Greg Gabriel, I'm sure, will be previewing all these matchups as well and the quarterbacks and all the Bears action you could ever need. Buffone 55, um, Mac and Reed, Willis Twin Towers, weekend sports betting tips. It's all here on the Barroom Network. So hit that subscribe button. Please hit that like button as well. It really helps us uh, engage and, and get, you know, get some support from you guys. It means a lot. Uh, the way we look at it, it's the very least you could do, and we'd appreciate it. Uh, we love doing the show every week, so show the barroom some love. And, of course, uh, Mike North and I did Somebody Big Just Died last night. Joyce I was just going to ask you about that. Yep, from the Honeymooners uh, last night we did. So tune in, check that out here on the Barroom Network as well. And who knows, Jimmy Carter's got to croak one of these days, so maybe we'll do a show. Got to get rid of the one you already recorded. <laughs> no, no, I mean it was, we can't do it. It was like Mike and Mike and Dan or Mike and uh, Aldo did it like six months ago. Yeah, that's very funny. That's still one of my all-time favorite stories. I have a question: When you and Mike North do that, and you guys make your hair look nice and you wear nice clothes, are either of you wearing pants? <laughs> you would like to know that, wouldn't you, Vin? <laughs> I can tell you, Mike is always wearing pants. Um, I am always wearing pants as well. What kind of pants? Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I really, I really wish I could get like a mirror. This, this is going off the rails. But a mirror selfie of what you're actually wearing for those, because <laughs> I can picture exactly how I would do it if I were on the show. I know I would wear a nice top. I would make my hair look real nice, and I would just, I would be wearing like Naruto shorts or something like that. Like I know I would look like a complete asshole. Well, Vin, to answer your question, down. I've, I've, I've done it. All, I've done all the above. I, I've worn like a nice pair of jeans before. I've also worn like like sleep long shorts that cut off just below the knee. Uh, I've yesterday I had on like joggers, like 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 tight jogger pants. Yeah. Alongside my nice suit jacket and everything. That's so awesome. I've worn sweats, you know. That makes usually, my day. <laughs> you know, it's 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 whatever it is, but you know, as long as it's presentable up here. That's all that matters. That's right. That's all that matters. But I was just, I was watching yesterday and I was like, I, I had never heard of this person. I know, I know of the honeymooners. Of course, it's a wildly famous show from that era, but I was watching and I was like, I wonder what kind of pants they're wearing. I know that's like such an intrusive question, but like, I don't care. As, you know, sometimes you're just a curious enough person where you're like, I wonder how far they take it. Like with their pants, like are they, did they put on the nice socks with the dress pants or the mm -hmm. dress shoes too? Like, I feel like every now and again, I would do something like that, but I also, I would wear my bullshit, disgusting, you know, shorts on like, you can't see what I'm wearing for, I, I could have no pants or no underwear on right now. You wouldn't know. 
Well, that would be a plot twist. That would be a plot twist. I am it's wearing. Not, I've not done that. I'm wearing long it. white uh, joggers right now, there which is exactly what I would wear with my suit jacket and combed hair too. If I had to do somebody big just died with Mike there Norton. You go. Very, very funny. Well, make sure you go tune into that. Of course, we'll make our picks for Championship Sunday on Bar Down and Crosstown Crosstalk next week. You get the perspective of me with Joe Mandel. The day after I give my perspective with Frankie Mueller, it's not a lock that I'll pick the same thing on both shows. I go back and forth. I didn't even want to make my picks yesterday. I told Frankie, I'm like, this is probably one of the hardest opinions I've ever had to give because I do take I do take these shows seriously. I know I seem like a goofball, but I put a lot of time and thought into what I'm going to say and pick. And, you know, I want to be credible. I want people to be like, oh, well, if anything's thinks that team's going to win, well, you know, maybe he's got a point. I don't want people to, you know, I don't want to be Colin Coward or Skip Bayless where people just want to fade everything I say. I I take it seriously. But I think what separates us from those guys is me recognizing like, hey, you don't know shit. (laughs) Like these guys talking, they're making their picks and they're saying it's absolutely going to happen. You're an idiot if you think any other way. And then the exact opposite happens on the field. That is very capable of happening, especially this weekend. Oh, yeah. That could happen in the drop of a hat. Which of these teams were in last place last year? Like Houston was for sure in last place. Tampa Bay was predicted to be in last place. Detroit is probably the top three biggest dumpster fire in the whole NFL. Um. It's crazy, but I'm very, very excited for it. I hope everybody enjoys the football weekend. Um, Maybe there will be more baseball news to talk about other than the things that annoy us about the White Sox switching stadiums by the next time we talk. But, Joe, is there anything you want to get off your chest before we kill the program? I don't think so, man. Just looking forward to watching some football this weekend. I'm looking forward to see the White Sox sign a a halfway mediocre right fielder. Um, We'll talk about it when it all happens, I suppose. Absolutely. We'll be there. We'll we'll enjoy baseball. I know that much for free. That's right. Um, that's all that matters at the end of the day. The White Sox are going to be stinky. We know it. We embrace it. South Burbs Hitman will be back before you know it. Um, our good friend Steven Zim Zimmerman. I can't wait to talk sports ball with him. Even yeah. if even if South Burbs Hitman is kind of like this show a little bit, just instead on Monday night, like we just kind of it's basically like we have two shows together where like we one at the beginning of the week, one at the end of the week, and we just talk about whatever we're feeling that week that's kind of what i'm most looking forward to i just like talking ball in general yeah no i hear you uh football talk just makes my heart feel feel happy nice nice and tingly in my heart and then hockey yeah, that's talk, right. of course i got my washington capital shirt on today they play ovechkin is back make sure you watch hockey make sure you tune into bar down uh make sure you follow joe mandel on x at joe mandel i'm at vinnie parisi to everybody in the chat watching at home um slow baseball time right now heavy football time right now enjoy the games this weekend and as always thank you for listening see you next time everybody another happy landing (laughs) 